the biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Roundup with Matt Weaver. Uh, this week, we're going to have conversations with Justin Moore and Brandon Lancaster, the lead singer of the band Lanco. We'll also tell you how you can win $1,000. We'll try to send Marty the Farmer on a date, and we'll give you some big news from Shania Twain. There's also a lot more. First up today is Paul Brandt. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Country star Paul Brandt was on hand for the big announcement that Calgary is hosting the 2019 Canadian Country Music Association Awards this past week. That was also the day that Paul Brandt got his induction into the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. Now, in a funny moment, since the day was all about Paul, he actually reworked the lyrics to his latest single, All About Her, to make it all about him. I'd take my time if I were you. Don't rush now. Enjoy the view if you're into my torso. You like my pecs more so. I'm like heaven here on earth. It's easy to run out of words describing me, my style, my hair. It almost isn't fair. Once my looks they confuse me. Now I ain't even used to me. It's like the mirrors they choose me just to reflect on my beauty. I'm all about me, can't live without me, don't know what you did To get you a man as good looking as or handsome as this Oh yeah Yeah, I'm the man of my dreams And this song is all about me All About Her is a great song, but yes, for one day we can make things all about Paul Brandt. Congratulations on your induction into the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. You know Kyle, right? Kyle from Country 104 Mornings with Kyle and Kendra. Well, Kyle is a huge Madeline Merlot fan. He's got the same crush on Madeline that co-host Kendra has on Brett Eldridge. And that's why I laughed when I saw that Kyle actually got his picture with Madeline Merlot at the Burlington Sound of Music Festival last week. I was all... Watch those hands, Kyle. We're looking at you, buddy, but uh, we're glad it actually happened for him. Uh, sounds like a lot of people really had a great time Sunday at the Sound of Music Festival in Burlington. I heard about it all on the show this week. Uh, can I request Motel Flamingo? Madeline Merlot, yeah, okay. Yeah, we uh, were at uh, tra- Burlington last night. That was the last song she did on her set, and it was fabulous. I can imagine that that would have been a lot of fun. Oh, God, we had so much fun. That was a heck of a lineup there. No kidding. We uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't have been there without you guys, so I got the tickets from you. Ah, when you listen, you win. That's how we work around here. That's how it works. Now, don't forget, with that festival, the Washboard Union play a free show this weekend. Lanco. They're on the road with Dirk Bentley and are going to play Trackside Music Festival in two weeks, all on the strength of their huge single, Greatest Love Story, off their Hallelujah Nights record that was released in January. I was gonna be your forever, you were gonna be my wife. Brandon Lancaster, the lead singer of Lanco, was on the show this week. Let's talk about that tour right now. Dirks just put out the record on Friday. You're out on the road with Brothers Osborne. I have to tell you, when, they for, when I first heard about the tour and I saw the lineup, you, Dirks, Bentley, and Brothers Osborne, the first thing in my head, based on what I know about everybody, is just that's going to be a lot of fun behind the scenes. Yeah, it, it really is. I'm not kidding. You know, I, I, we have fun all the tours going, and everyone, I honestly say every tour they've ever done has been a great experience. But, um, you know, Dirks creates an incredible culture backstage. Dirks is such a fun guy, and he's such a gentle guy. And, uh, 
he really takes that on his tour. You know, the first day, he, he told everyone, we had like a meeting. He's like, I, I just want you to know that, you know, we take time away from our friends, our family, and this is your friends. This is your family. You know, this is your home when you're on the road. And so he makes it just such a fun environment. And Brothers Osborne, you know, we've played a lot of shows with them before. And, and they, I mean, they live like a few streets away from me in Nashville. So I hang out with them a lot in Nashville. So it's literally like being on the road with all your friends. And, yeah, backstage, we just, we, it's, we've been calling it Camp Bentley. Because it's really like we're on summer camp with all our buddies. <laughs> I dig it. I really like that video you guys put out at the beginning of the tour where, like, Dirks was, like, the shaman in the woods, too. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was very Dirks. That was, and, you know, so we didn't really know what to expect. We just showed up for that thing, and, and it was this whole, was like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess we have, like, a guru now. And it's, it's like Dirks is a twin brother, alter identity. I don't know what's going on, but... Uh, it was very dark, and we did, we had a good time with it. It definitely set a tone for uh, having fun out on the road. Well, thanks so much for being here. Just to recap for those uh, that are going to join us mid-interview, we got Brandon Lancaster, lead singer of Lanco, lancomusic.com. So let's talk about the record. Hallelujah Nights has been out for a little while now. It's got uh, the new single, Born to Love. It's got the smash hit, Greatest Love Story. And I feel that this record and the story of the record really starts when you met Jay Joyce at that Keith Urban concert. Am I right about that? Yeah, that was really, you know, that was kind of our, that was a big breaking moment for us. We, uh, you know, we were all working jobs, and, and, and I was working the night shift at Bridgestone Arena, which is the big arena in Nashville where all the concerts are at. And, yeah, I was working at Keith Urban concert. Jay was producing some of his stuff, and I really saw him walk by where I was working. I was working the register at a concession stand, and, and shut down my register and approached him and just started a conversation, and we just talked music and, you know, give me his number and, and <laughs> asked me to go play some music a few weeks later and I, I did that and he liked what he heard and started working with us and uh, he's, he's still our producer to this day. You know, Jay, I was a fan for people who don't know, Jay has produced Eric Church, Little Big Town, Carrie Underwood, um, Thomas Rhett. I mean, he's just all over the place and so to be able to work with him, you know, before we had a record deal, I mean, we were still working jobs and, and working on music with him so that was definitely a huge break for us. So how much did Jay influence the record? And the sound um, that you had already yeah, created. I think one thing about Jay is he's a phenomenal producer, and he's very creative, but I think that his, his biggest thing, which is really the role of a producer, is he's a facilitator. You know, he kind of, that was the thing, you know, the first time we, he had nothing to gain from working with us. As, I mean, we weren't anything. We were essentially a bar band in Nashville, but um, Jay, as a producer, looks for what you have and what your sound is, and if he can track it, you know, if he can really bring the best out of you. So I think the biggest thing Jay brought was just letting us find what our sound was, and he really pushed us, like, you can do that better, you can make that cooler, you can play that, you know, let's let's use a different guitar, let's, you know, which Trip was playing the drums, and he was like, they just sound too much like normal drums, they sound like every other drum kit, let's do something different, and, you know, we put this little toy kit in the bathroom where it had this huge echo, and he started playing drums in there, and that was on, you know, that's on one of the songs on every single stars. There's like a big drum solo, and that's like a little toy drum kit in a bathroom. And so Jay is just a facilitator of creativity, and it really pushes you to be creative in the studio, which definitely had a big effect on our record. The record is, is very interesting, and there's a lot of different ebbs and flows to it. You guys are three singles in now, and there's a lot of difference between the first one, Long Live Tonight, 
the middle one, greatest love story, and the new one, born to love you. Did you guys think about that? Is that how the strategy is working for releasing the singles? Just a little bit of everything, or tell me this. Tell me the thought process behind this. You know, I, I yeah, I totally get that. I think that that's uh, I first of all think that's a reflection of of five millennials that are in their twenties making music. Is that we have a lot of different influences. You know, we we all met each other. We all clicked because everyone had different influences. But we our home base. We all love country music, and we knew we wanted to be in country music. And and that was the everyone had different bands they listened to, but we could all come back to home base with country. You know. We can always, you know, have that influence. But then I think that when you've got five guys, five influences, you know, we don't have a, we don't, when we go in to make, when we've got a song and we go in to track it, we don't have, you know, we're not going to limit ourselves to what it should sound like. It's like whatever is filmed in the studio, I mean, you know, recording and making music is an emotional thing. And you just kind of let your emotions take over and, and, and just start creating, you know, it's being an artist, like being a painter. You just kind of go for the canvas and the, I think that with the record, I think that we kind of, you know, for this first record, we wanted to explore all the different influences that we have, especially since it is your first record. You know, we kind of wanted to put a little taste on there of everything that we're capable of and everything that that we like sonically. And, and, you know, even since then, I think that, you know, we've found more of our sound and we're already right for our second record and you can tell what we've learned from that first record and, and the influences that are kind of sticking with us the most. But I don't know, you know, we don't, you know, we kind of just, when we get in the studio, we just go for it, and, and you know, that can, that can lead to a lot of different sonic things happening. You gave me so much to talk about there, and we're almost out of time, man, so I'm looking forward to catching up with you again soon. Uh, I got two questions left. I guess the first one is, can you just describe uh, the song, the new single, Born to Love You, in your own words? Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, Born to Love You is, um, it's a song that I'm really proud about. I'm proud about because one thing being on the road, you know, we used to be able to, you know, meet fans and talk to them, hang out. We still do that. We didn't meet groups and we'll hang out with fans after shows and stuff. But the biggest way that people all around the world get to know who we are is through the lyrics and through our music. And Born to Love You kind of paints this picture of where we all come from. We're all from different towns like the Southeast, but, um, but they're all pretty similar. You know, we were born to pretty simple circumstances and, and a lot of people are born to similar circumstances to us, but kind of acknowledging despite the circumstances that you come from, if you ever find someone to go through life with, you find that no matter what you were born into, you find that you were born to love them, and it kind of gives you purpose and meaning. And, uh, so that, that's pretty much the, the, what the, the song's purpose. And just to wrap things up, I know we're out of time. Uh, you're joining Dirk Spenley here in London, Ontario for Trackside Music Festival in like 22 days. Uh, for those who have never experienced the band live, what are we looking for? Yeah, I mean, I think that one thing, you know, we obviously had our song Greatest Love Story, which is just, you know, a really cool anthemic love song. But, you know, we have a rocking set. It's, it's a lot of energy. Um, we're moving around a lot and, uh, and, and I, I usually find a way to jump into the crowd at some point in our set. Awesome. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we bring a lot of energy to the stage. Looking forward to it, man. We'll see you in 22 days. Hopefully we'll have a chance to catch up and talk about the new music and all that other stuff. Uh, but thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Looking forward to it. 22 days. You got it, man. Brandon, have a great afternoon. Uh, see ya. 
You can hear the rest of the conversation with Brandon Lancaster, the lead singer of Lanco, at country104.com. The Country 104 Concert Series continues. It's a busy week, but don't forget to join us at Cowboys Ranch this Friday night in downtown London at Riverside and Warncliffe. I'll be hosting a dance-off later in the night, and you could win Keith Urban tickets to see Keith this summer if you win. Shania Twain brings her now tour to Detroit on Friday night. Cole Swindell also performs at Casino-Rama. If you're looking for more to do Friday, Rope for Hope for Make-A-Wish Southwestern Ontario will be happening at the City Centre in downtown London. The Children's Festival and Kids Expo kicks off Friday in Victoria Park in downtown London. And don't forget, 7 p.m. at Tilsonburg Turtle Fest Friday night, Andrew Hyatt, Leah Daniels, Nicole Ray, and Buck 20 will perform. Saturday, Harry Styles, Casey Musgraves at the ACC in Toronto. And Saturday was also supposed to be Cole Swindell at Caesars Windsor. That show was canceled because of the strike, but get this, it's been rescheduled because the strike is over. That new date is in August, and the details are at country104.com. Fanshawe Pioneer Village hosts the We Royalty event this Saturday. London Corporate Challenge is also that day at Harris Park in downtown London. Go to Brantford for the 12-2 Soaps It Up Car Wash. Saturday is also the final day for Stampede Corral in Kitchener if you're going to the Big Goodbye Party. Sunday, Dash for Dad at Springbank Gardens for prostate cancer research. Sunday, you can also support Dad at the Beer and Barbecue Show at the Western Fair Metroland Media Agriplex building. London Multicultural Festival is at Covent Garden Market that same day, and you can find most of this at country104.com. All right, you better believe that Nashville Predators forward Mike Fisher, who happens to be Carrie Underwood's husband, will be enjoying the love from son Isaiah and Carrie this Father's Day weekend. Now, Mike seems like the type of guy to me who just likes a good dad joke. Like, every time I look at a picture of him, I'm like, that guy would like my dad jokes. He'd probably like producer Eric's dad jokes, too. So I've got producer Eric here with me. Hello, sir. Hi. And uh, you know that game where people sit across from each other and they read jokes and the first person to break loses? Yes. We're going to do that right now with dad jokes, okay? All right, I'm going to go first. So here's our dad jokes for the weekend. You're American when you go into the bathroom. You're Canadian when you go into the bathroom. And you're Canadian when you come out. But do you know what you are while you're in there? European. I, um, I'm smirking, but because, um, I used to tell that joke when I was five. Okay, okay. Well, what's yours then? All right. What does the, uh, baguette wash himself with in the, in the shower? I have no idea. A loafer. <laughs> yep, you got this. Yep. Want to hear a joke about a piece of paper? Never mind, never mind. It's terrible. Ah, got it. (laughs) What did the beaver say when he forgot his lunch at home? Oh. Damn. (laughs) I can't hold it together. I win! Hold on, one more for me then. Uh, (laughs) Summer is here. I got got so excited I wet my plants. That's a good one. <laughs> a sandwich walks into a bar. The bartender looks at it and says, sorry, we don't serve food in here. <laughs> <laughs> the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. All right, every weekday about 5.45 p.m., we read our daily missed connections on the show. This is where we give listeners like you a chance to find love or we just discuss funny things that happen during the week. Now, this week was kind of interesting. I actually got an email on Monday from a woman Looking to ask our buddy Marty the Farmer on a date. Marty's a big guest all the time on the Porky's Top 5 at 5 countdown. So, without any information other than a woman wants to go out on a date with Marty, we got him on the phone to ask him about it. All right, Marty, thanks for calling back. Um, We got a bit of a surprise for you today. You're going to be on tonight's Misconnection, dude. Oh, really? Every week I get calls and emails and texts like, hey, how did Marty work out with that girl in the truck that we were talking about? You remember her? 
Yes, yes. And for the record, did it work out? No, it did not. Okay, so I told somebody recently that it didn't work out. And they sent me an email. I'd like to read you that email right now, Marty. It says, I listen, I listen to Country 104 every day, and I'm curious if Marty the Farmer is single still and wanted to go get a drink. What do you think about oh, that? Sounds lovely. Oh, you're interested, are you? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> you don't even know anything about her. You just, yeah, I mean. Well, Dude, you got to give everything a chance, right? That's what, they, that's what they teach you in school. That's great thinking. I like that mind state, Marty, that that is going to help you in the long run in life. And and don't okay. forget one thing here. She loves Country 104. You love Country 104. You already got something in common. Your, yeah, love of, a, your, your love of me. Yeah, I'm not sure if everybody loves you, Weaver, but yeah, let, let's go with it. <laughs> so what's your ideal first date, Marty? What would you take somebody to do on a first date? Hmm, all depends what she's into, but let, let, let's just go with a classic, okay? All right. Out, out for dinner, not McDonald's, like a, a classy establishment, Moxie's or, you know, something like that. Like Hooters? No, no, that's not going to happen. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Weaves. Um, I, I know that's where you probably take women, but anyway. No, Taco Bell is my, my place, but anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so what's next? You take her for a nice dinner at Moxie's. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, if there's a park nearby, we can go for a walk, or if there's mini putt or bowling, I, I love bowling, I mean, I kind of suck at it, so that gives the girl the upper hand, she can obviously beat me. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, around that time, it's probably 11 o'clock, and now you got to be up at 5, so I drop her off at home and uh, head on my merry way, and hopefully give her a call back the next week. Marty, first date, dropping a girl off, does he go for the kiss? Uh, it depends on how the chemistry is during the night. Oh, you are just full of the right answers, aren't you? Well, this, isn't that true, though? Like, let's say we totally don't get along. Like, let's say I say, oh, I want a, I want a steak. And she's like, oh, I'm a vegan. You can't eat steak. Like, oh, shoot. Well, this is definitely not going in the right direction. I'm probably not going to kiss her when I drop her off. That's fair. I went on a date with a girl once who was from uh, South America, and she spent 40 minutes of the date correcting how I said pina colada. Okay, there, yeah, so there was no would, kiss. There was no kiss after. No, exactly. So you've got to just feel the chemistry. If, if it's really going well, yeah, she can kiss when you drop her off. Okay. I, I like this. You know what? You've checked all the boxes. I'm pretending I'm her father right now. So I've okay. judged you to be a good, a good person. Marty, the farmer, would you give me permission to pass Andrea your phone number? Sounds great. I'll do it. And you keep us updated on how it goes, all right? Alrighty, sounds good. All right, Andrea, if you're out there, he said potentially yes. We'll send you the number and see how you crazy kids do. Thanks, Marty. Hey, not a problem, please. <laughs> good luck. It's your own personal dating show around here now. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, we'll give you an update on Marty the Farmer and his quest for love next week on the show if it's possible. All right, how darn cute is Thomas Rhett's family? Thomas Rhett, wife Lauren, and the two kids went to Disneyland this past week and made us all jealous by posting pictures online. These kids are freaking adorable. I know, I know, I'm gushing about somebody else's kids. <laughs> but it's true, man. If you see Willa Gray smile at Disney, uh, it will light up your world or you're dead inside. There's really only two ways to go. It will light up your world or you're completely dead inside. That's <laughs> just fooling around. Actually, since we're talking about Thomas Rhett, let's do a Thomas Rhett-inspired dad joke today from his trip to Disney. Did Thomas Rhett tell the girls why they couldn't give Elsa a balloon? Because she will let it go. But um, cha. <laughs> okay, no more jokes. The biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Roundup with Matt Weaver.
How would you like to win $1,000? All right, let me rephrase. How would you like to earn $1,000 by telling us what songs you want to hear on Country 104? This is seriously possible. The Canadian Country Music Survey is online right now at country104.com, right on the homepage, Rotator. You tell us the songs you love, you tell us the songs you hate, and one of you is going to win $1,000. Now, this is important beyond the money. Do you like Country 104 as it is? Tell us so we don't change. Do you want more throwbacks? Tell us so we can play more. You want more new music? Tell us, and we'll do that. But make sure you tell us, because think about it this way, right? If you don't tell us what you like and somebody else tells us something they like and they don't like the same thing as you, then Country 104 might change to appease them. So you got to tell us what you're digging and you could win $1,000 with this opportunity. So go to country104.com, find the homepage and get yourself set up. Justin Moore played Aurelia last week and while touring for his latest record, Kind of Don't Care, he also happens to be working on a new album. Now, here's what we talked about. Hey, let's talk about music. I was just reading today, and did you know this? It's been 10 years since you signed with Valerie Music Group. I did, man. It's uh, it's actually, yeah, it's been and working on 11, because my uh, my 11th wedding anniversary is, uh, is in September, and I signed my record deal at our wedding reception. So Wow! Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I, it's crazy we've been doing this for for over a decade now and to, to be able to say that and still be having hit records on the radio is it's not easy to do and certainly it takes a, a huge team uh that have that have you know go well beyond me and so we're, we're very very thankful and very blessed and trying to trying to work on decade number two here well you're off to a great start man your fourth record kind of don't care is your third consecutive number one congratulations Thank you, man. It's uh, it's exciting. You know, those are those are things uh, that you never take for granted, and the fact that it's it's come out and done well, and working on our third hit single from it, and the fact that uh, you know the album came out and did so well early on is is exciting for sure. Now it had it had initial success, which is great to see. But did the record meet your expectations? Yeah, I think so. You know, we wanted to go in and and do a, a an album. Uh, you know, every time you go in and do an album, you set set the goal uh, for uh, or the idea for the project and what you want to what you want to accomplish. I, I never set goals as far as you know how many hits or how many sold. Or I just go in and try to make the best album uh, that that I can make and, and do my best job to. You know, if we say we're we want to make the album be this and sound like this, and uh, you know the fact that we're, when you're able to pull that off, um, you know, then then to me it's a success, and I feel like we did that with that album, and and I'm proud of each album we've recorded. I'm I'm probably looking most forward to making this next album uh, more so than any of uh, that I've made in the past because I've said for. Oh, well, 10, 11 years now, if I, if I could go make the album I wanted to make uh, without anybody going, you need to do this or you can't do that, it would sound like it came out in the early 90s. And so fortunately, my record label is supportive in that. So we've said it for so long, we're just we're going to go do that. And, uh, and so we're going to go in and start recording that here in the next two or three weeks. So that sounds I'm incredible. I forward to getting that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, that's kind of when I grew up learning to love country music and 
And uh, I think there are a lot of people from my generation who, who are going to really like this album. So set the stage for this record. So I was doing a little digging here, and your self-titled album, uh, 10 or 11 years ago, you had written nine of the ten songs. On the current record, Kind of Don't Care, I believe you only wrote one. So with this new one that you're talking about that you're going to record, uh, and, and with the 90s sound, have you taken the reins a little more on the writing again, or are you allowing yourself to step back and, and have these songs come to you? Well, you know, on the first three albums, I think I wrote probably 85, 90% of what was on those albums. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, and so with this with this most recent album, the, the Kind of Don't Care album, we were wanting to do something a little different musically, a little more progressive, um, you know, a.k.a. Uh, somebody else will. Something a little different for us. You know, it was a huge success, and we're thankful for it, and dig the song, and glad it was a hit record, but that's a little different for us. That being said, um, wanting to do some things a little different on that album, I feel like I can kind of hold my own as a songwriter. Uh, as far as more traditional honky-tonk country goes, but I feel like there are guys who do, uh, you know, what we did on the last album a lot better than what I do. And so I've never been an artist that says I have to write everything. It just kind of happened that way, um, you know, for, for the majority of our career until the last album. Um, but speaking of how we're going back to a traditional, uh, a lot more traditional sound, uh, I wanted to, to, to be, you know, get back in the game as a writer because I'm confident in my abilities to do that, but wasn't necessarily for for what we were doing on the last album. I feel like you're you're not get like saying it out loud. Am I am I hearing it right? Like you were you're indicating that kind of don't care was more quote unquote radio friendly. Is I guess what I'm listening. I'm hearing for that. Well, not necessarily radio friendly because uh, we've had really big hits off of every album we've had. And well, I th that's what I thought. Yeah, conscious, but but yeah, but. You know, music, ever since I came out, it, it's changed a lot, obviously. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't sound like what it sounded like when I when I was putting out my first album or two or, or even third one. And, uh, you know, it got a little less traditional sounded. And I, that's neither here nor there. I, I don't care either way, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, so you have to, uh, you know, have to conform a bit and, continue to grow as an artist and and uh you know i would just wanted to show some some that we could do some things like that uh which hopefully we've we've done i think you accomplished it completely so with this next record uh, who are some artists that are influencing it like what were you listening to at the beginning of the 90s oh man the same laundry list as everybody else you know the brooks and dunn and, and uh alan jackson george Strait. Um, what about Chris Gaines? Couple, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Gaines. <laughs> he was early nineties. I couldn't get into Chris Gaines, uh, but probably, probably my favorite artist of all time is, is Dwight Yoakam. Um, I'm really heavily influenced by him. But and I loved. There was so much great stuff. And Mark Chestnut, Tracy Lord, Sammy Kershaw. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And so. Um, I, I'm really, really excited about making this out. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Dallas Smith and Terry Clark, they played One Drink Ago on the stage of the Grand Old Opry twice in the last couple months. And following that performance, we got some cool news about Terry Clark. Just this week... 
we found out that Terry is going to be inducted into the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. That's during the CCMA Awards in Calgary, September 2019. Now, that's a pretty big deal, and we couldn't be happier for Terry Clark. Congratulations. Big news from the Rec Laws this week. Not only is their song, Long Live the Night, going to be a big part of the CFL Thursday Night Football Games on television, but the band also performed in the CFL Concert Series. They actually played Thursday in Winnipeg. Hamilton will get a concert, too. In this concert series, they get the beaches, and most Canadian CFL cities will also see a performance this year. Uh, Chad Brownlee, for example, is also on the bill. All right, let's get to some news from Shania Twain. Shania absolutely nailed her performance on The Late Late Show with James Corden Monday. You can watch the full clip at the Weaver blog at country104.com. Shania also brought her now tour to Detroit Friday night. And on top of all that, uh, here's the cherry on top for me. Uh, We just found out she's going to be a big part of Shark Week on Discovery Channel this July. Here's the hilarious commercial. Hi, I'm Shania Twain. My new album now is out. I've got a world tour. And then I get a call about my own week on TV. I'm blown away. Life is great. We're ready for you. Super. And if you could just put this on. And remember, sharks sense fear. Hold on a second. Uh, What? What's going on here? (laughs) This is a joke, right? No joke. It's Shark Week. Starts Sunday, July 22nd at 8 on Discovery. Uh, I... Fantastic. I thought you did a great job. This past week on the show, we introduced a new game to give away our Trackside Music Festival tickets. The game was Hick or Hip Hop. The artists were Kanye West and Dirk Bentley. I read five titles of songs, and you tell me if the song is Hick or Hip Hop. It's simple, but really hard. Last person standing wins. I want to play a game. Hick. I could call my mom while I'm up here. Hey, mom! Get off the dang roof! Or, or Hip Hop. All right, the game is called Hick or Hip Hop. We've got Tyler on the line. Tyler, what's up, buddy? I'm doing good. Dean Brody is the Hick in today's Hick or Hip Hop, all right? Okay. The Hip Hop is Kanye West. This is pretty simple, but also very hard. I've got five songs. All right, let's go. Let's start here. All right. Song number one. Hick or hip hop, five one, five zero. Oh. Is it Kanye West or Dirk's family? Dirk's family. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. See, that was the easy one, just to get people used to the game. Let's let's make it a little harder now. What the hell did I say? Is that hick or hip hop? What the hell did I say? Hip hop. Wrong, Tyler. That is a Dirk Bentley song. Sorry, buddy. Try me back, all right? We move on. I think we got Jen. Jen, are you there? Uh, We're at song number three. All right. Hick or hip-hop? Dirk Bentley or Kanye West? The song Runaway. The song Runaway. What do you think, Jen? Oh, Dirk Bentley. Dirk Bentley. You're out of there, Jen. Try me back, all right? We move on now. Who do we got on my list here? Who are we looking at? Let's see here. I think it's Brittany. Brittany, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. We've got two songs left, Britt. If you get this one right, you're in the final spot. Wonderful. If you screw up at all, the next person's got a pretty good chance to win, all right? Okay. Hick 
or hip-hop, Dirk Spentley or Kanye West, the song All Falls Down? Uh, it is... Oh, sorry, Kanye West. Kanye West. Finally, it's Kanye West. Whoa, 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 whoa. Repeat your answer for me. Kanye West. <laughs> you got lucky that I'm in a good mood. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right, last song, last song. Tip it on back. Is it Dirks? Is it Kanye? Tip it on back. Hick or hip hop? Dirks Bentley. Dirks Bentley. You feeling good? 100%. You're going to trackside. Oh! <laughs> through the gauntlet hicker hip-hop you're going Brittany. that's awesome i saw you at barney's two weeks ago and i told you that i was going to be winning trackside tickets well i don't remember that but that's just usually me at barney's but anyway <laughs> we'll have more trackside tickets next week two weekends to go to the big festival Kane Brown, he's got two shows in southwestern Ontario this July. Hopefully you got your Lot 42 tickets early because that show is now sold out. All right, let's get to this week's Roop. <laughs> I can't even introduce the blooper reel without screwing up. Let's get to this week's blooper reel. <clears throat> and there's a frog in my throat. Let's go with try number three. All right, let's get to this week's blooper reel. Producer Eric, if you please. <laughs> Weaver Fever 7 on Instagram or C10 Fever. I can't even say it. Uh, so, <laughs> this is great. So, I went back to Cowboys last week after having been off for the CMAO Awards. And when I go in, DJ Danny's like, you missed the craziest thing. I said, okay, what's that? He says to me, all right, so last week, the one week you've been gone in three years, you've had one Friday off in three years. Two girls come into the DJ booth. They're like, oh, my God, we're so happy to meet you. And they took photos with him, whatever. And he had no idea what was going on. And then as they left the booth, the girl says to the other girl, oh, I'm so happy we drove from Brantford to meet Matt Weaver. And Danny felt so bad because it wasn't him. <laughs> so somewhere out there, there are two lovely young women from Brantford who are big fans of Weaver that think they met me but have not met me at all. Big thanks to Eric for putting those together every week, and uh, big thanks to Eric for putting up with Mushmouth Weaver, who can barely string together a sentence. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.